All right, folks, we have we have emerged from the press room and stepped onto the field here at Alumni Stadium after Syracuse's 32-23 win over Boston College. I'm Liam Griffin. I've been reporting the game for Fizz all night long. We will take you through the craziness that happened pretty much, well, throughout the entirety of the contest. The important thing to start, the Orange merged with a 32-23 win, snapping a five-game losing skid and what a losing skid it was with the pit atrocities offensively Clemson don't get me started Notre Dame just a multitude of bad and then it peaks seemingly with the Florida State bloodbath you then do okay at Wake Forest at least offensively defensively nah it wasn't pretty but your offense showed signs of improvement and it's no sense it's no secret I should say that this Eagles defense is inferior or offense, is inferior to Wake Forest. You take advantage of that, you have another solid game from your offense, particularly in the fourth quarter, and Syracuse emerges victorious 32-23. to So the losing skid is over. SU ends the regular season on a wonderful note indeed. A lot to unpack in this one. We'll try to keep it brief. Garrett Schrader, how about him? He said in his press conference, he adds in that he felt good to get the connection with guys like Devon Cooper or on the Gadsden and Damian Alford going, all three of them had over eight yards. That's as good as press conference. That's something we've really been looking for the whole season. It's always been the OG show around the Gadsden. He's had his big games and this was his first hundred yard game since NC state. Not many saw that coming. Nonetheless, it happens. The Orange emerge victorious because of the diversity in the receiving room. We haven't seen it all season long. We see it today. It changes this team's offensive outlook. And, yeah, you can say it's a quote-unquote moo point because, well, it's the last game of the regular season. But an encouraging sight nonetheless because you play to get to a bowl game and you want to win your bowl game as well. I mean, I know I'm spitting – obvious facts here, but a 32-23 to win, yeah, he'll take it all day of the week, and for a moment there, folks, it didn't look like it was going to happen. Truth be told, when Boston College went up 17-6 to early in the fourth quarter, you had to be skeptical, no? You had to be, because at that point in time, Eagles had all the offensive momentum, SU wasn't doing anything, and I mean anything, their offense was their offense was not doing anything. And it looked like they're going to go three and out when Schrader rolls out right, chucks it out of bounds. Looks like SU is going to have to punt. Not so fast. A roughing the passer call completely changes the game. The Orange score on that drive. Devon Cooper has his touchdown. Then you keep going. You force Boston College to punt. You find Damian Alford for the long touchdown, who catches it in the corner of the end zone, which we're now walking into just for fun. Boston College now trails by one, goes, turns the ball over on downs, or I should say has to punt. Then Sean Tucker finds the end zone, makes it 25 to 17. At that point, you're as good as done with, but not quite. Your defense steps up, forces BC into a turnover on downs, where Tucker has the exclamation point. By the way, with Tucker, how good is that please tweet going to look tomorrow? 32 to 23, Syracuse takes down Boston College. Liam Griffin on the field here in Chestnut Hill at Alumni Stadium. 
walking around, recapping it all for you. And every which way you look, it felt like, and we even touched on this in the press conference too, you're down 17 to 6 in the fourth quarter. You've lost five in a row. You have every reason to roll over and just lay down your weapons, wave the white flag, essentially say you're content with 6 and 6 because, to be honest, no one saw it coming at the start of the season. No, no. Resiliency is the word you need to use there. The resiliency to rally back from an 11-point deficit, something no one saw coming, in all honesty, because the sideline was dead. There was no jumping up and down on SU's front whatsoever. But after that first touchdown, things start to get moving again. SU goes down by five. Then your defense steps up big time. They only let up a garbage touchdown the rest of the way. 32-23, to the final. How about that fourth quarter offensively, by the way? 26 points the Orange scored in the final 15. That, that's the most they've scored in the final frame since November of 2016 when SU lost in Pittsburgh 76-61. to At that point, you think to yourself, what? who saw that coming from this offense as well? No one. No one saw it coming from this offense because, frankly, it had been anemic over the past few weeks. Oh, how things have changed. Now, to close this up really quickly, let's take a look at the outlook going forward. You end the regular season 7-5, and five, and it's been a conversation among us SU student media members about the future of the SU Bowl. Where on earth are they going to play? You can point to the Pinstripe Bowl as a quote-unquote obvious one. It's on December 28th at Yankee Stadium, home of the New York Yankees, who haven't won a World Series in 13 years. Had to get that in there somehow. Yeah, cool. whoop do you do You played at Yankee Stadium four years ago against the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame and got your bludgeons beaten off of you. That excites absolutely no one. Or does it? I don't know. Maybe a lot of Yankee I know a lot of Syracuse fans are Yankee fans, so there's that, perhaps. You could also go to the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa, and our own Ian Unsworth talked about that on his crystal ball on theorangefizz.com. You can check out that to look back at our predictions and all of our other content. You also have the Fenway Bowl just a few miles down the road from us here at Alumni Stadium, which is typically American versus athletic or American versus ACC every year. Would have been UVA representing the conference last year, but they COVID canceled the game. So when you look at the entirety of the ACC and figure out the teams under that are going bowling and where SU stands in them. You got Clemson, you got UNC, the two teams playing in the ACC title game. NC State and Pitt both finished with a better record than SU, as did Duke. That's five right there. Wake Forest, SU, and Louisville, all seven and five. The Demon Deacons beat the Orange. The Cardinals beat the Demon Deacons. The Orange beat the Cardinals. I don't know how you, I don't know how you sort of balance that. Maybe a recency test, I don't know. But nonetheless, it makes things more interesting all the same. And I know you got Duke, Coastal Foe. Doesn't really scare me, but they did finish with a better record than Syracuse. So at that point, you have to wonder, where does SU lie in this ACC class? They're definitely near the bottom, right? Where does that put them? So I guess it just comes down to an opinion of what is the quote-unquote lower-scale bowl game that the Orange are going to play in? And let's not, let's not, let's put the, let's use the term lower tier with a grain of salt. The Orange are going bowling. 
I certainly did not see that coming before the season. And to be honest, nor did a lot of people. Not a lot of people saw it coming. All the same, it still happens. You're going bowling. How about it? The Orange win here in Chestnut Hill, 32-23. Go into the bowl with a victory. Finish the regular season, 7-5. and five. At that point, you have to wonder, what's next? The earliest that we know of the Orange could go bowling is December 17th, the date of the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. I personally am hoping for the Fenway Bowl because it's close to home. I'm from Rhode Island. It'd be an easy drive up. And as the clock hits midnight, we'll wrap this up by saying, what a season for the Orange. You don't like the five-game losing skid. But what you do like is the win tonight, going bowling, and a fantastic finish to the regular season. We will see what the final game of the season has in store. A bowl game, Boston, New York City, insert other venue. It's going to be fun. That does it for us on this Fizz Twitter space. You can find all of our content at OrangeFizz on Twitter or theorangefizz.com. Signing off, I'm William Griffin. Thanks for having fun with us tonight. We'll catch you next time.